on the Wilderness Therapy Jobs podcast, Jeremy Whitworth and Kyle Shepard from Trails Carolina join us to talk about outdoor wilderness jobs. So Kyle, when I think about outdoor wilderness jobs, there are kind of three categories that come to mind for me, and that's outdoor education, which is oftentimes with school programs or something, you're taking kids outside and trying to teach them something specific to wilderness. There's outdoor recreation, which is oftentimes that kind of guiding piece of you hire a climbing guide or you go whitewater rafting or something like that. Um, And then I think, which is more pertinent to us, there's the wilderness therapy side of things. So we're using wilderness as a therapeutic tool um, to help kids make growth and change in the way they operate in the world and those types of things. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, way to break things down. I think within each one of those, there's a lot of different subcategories. Like even with uh, therapeutics and wilderness, um, individuals, you know, with maybe developmental disabilities or um, physical limitations are going through recreational therapy programs that operate in the wilderness. Um, I also think of like summer camps. There's a good number of summer camps that do a lot of experiential things in the woods. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think we we obviously identify and lean heavily on is the therapeutics of being outside and the reality in my experience and and having worked in kind of all of those pieces of this larger field is that it's generally just therapeutic to be outside regardless. And, you know, the intention can vary and how much you focus on that, but even being a climbing guide for a number of years, people often came out at the end of that day and felt just different. They had learned something different. It had been a therapeutic in some form or fashion kind of process for you. I think look at where we are in the state of the world today. So many people have gravitated um, towards the outdoors. The, the national parks, state parks have, have seen an influx of people. And, yeah. and with that, I think comes um, an increased demand for for jobs in the outdoors and um, a more need for for mental health um, um, services and, and jobs within that as well. Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, when I was a kid, I naturally found myself outside a lot and I fell into climbing and caving and backpacking and those types of things. And by the time I was about to be out of high school, I was trying to figure out like, can you actually have a job doing this stuff somehow? And, um, and found my way to that. And I think the guiding piece is something that if people are excited about outside that they quickly can, one of the early things, summer camp is one of those pieces that I think sparks that for a lot of folks. And then people don't realize, you know, we're, we're not operating just three months a year. We're operating 365 days a year. Um, so there really is this opportunity to have a full-time career as opposed to kind of the seasonal bounce around what I, that I experienced and lived through around my college years of a guiding job that would last for two or three months. And then I had to find something that could work in winter months and those types of things. And this is, um, I think wilderness therapy is such a unique piece in that, especially as you're getting started to be able, you know, we have kids 365 days a year. Um, it's a purposeful and powerful thing, which I think we see a lot of our employees really gravitate towards that. They want to be a part of something that's mission-based. Um, and it's a, it's a legitimate professional career option. I think as, as you were saying some of those things out, I, I thought about myself and, um, I had a similar moment where, um, the first program I, I worked at had a strong adventure component. And I said to myself, like, wait a second, you mean I'm going to get paid to go on camping trips and rock climb and fly fish and do all these cool things. And, and yeah. that's really what kind of sucked me in. But the other things that you spoke to is why I stayed, you know, I've been yeah. working with, with kids in programs for 
close to 14 years now. And, you know, it was those um, big moments that the students have being able to have an impact um, on their lives and their families, as well as, um, you know, just being able to relate to, you know, finding comfort in the outdoors and adventure and seeing that create an opportunity for growth for the students as well. Um, yeah. It was really cool to share that. Yeah. I think too, you had said something that sparked for me is, you know, I came from growing up and being in wilderness a lot and being really passionate about that. I think the reality too is like the flip side of that is we often see staff come in who have a lot of interest in psychology and some type of therapeutic pursuit. And so they have this soft skill set of some sense of how to engage with kids, how to build rapport, um, maybe how to deescalate some of these basic things that are just about connecting with people and meeting them where they are, but they don't always have the wilderness side. You know, mine was kind of the inverse of that. I think in my mind, kind of the beauty of wilderness is, and of the work that we do is it's sometimes easier to come in and have that soft skill set or that interest in the psychology kind of type background. Um, and yet the, the hard skills of being in wilderness are really quite concrete and quite teachable. And so one of the things that we're constantly trying to remind people of, and we see this with staff that come in is like that, that shouldn't be a barrier. If you haven't been backpacking a lot or more than a weekend, or you don't own, you know, a zero degree sleeping bag, which you don't really need in North Carolina for the most part. Um, don't let that be a barrier to entry because that soft skill Scott soft skill side um, is really pretty important. And the hard skills of being in wilderness, if that's something you have interest and passion for, is something that can be taught and learned yeah. pretty readily. Well, I think on both sides, it, it's teachable on all sides. Um, we, we see a lot of folks come into this field who, like to your point, maybe have what we would call the hard skills, the, the you know, the backpacking experience or the yeah. knot tying experience or the, you know, the, the primitive fire skills um, versus the soft skills where, you know, you already spoke to those, but um, it's all trainable. Um, and I think that, you know, it takes a team approach from the therapy, from the clinic, clinical team, um, from the field team to make sure that we're working with individuals to, to bridge gaps. And um, it's a really cool environment where you get to learn a lot. Um, yeah. Someone told me a long time ago, if if something doesn't change with you and working in this field, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and so I think yeah. um, having people come in that are just excited to learn and, and take on new challenges is, is huge. Yeah. Gosh, the launch pad of what this type of work can be for people is kind of an interesting piece to also think about because it's, we have a number of people, like we've got therapists who started out as field staff who then like this launched them towards grad school. They did internships and programs like ours and came back around to become primary therapists. Uh, but we also have people who come in and learn these communication skills, leadership skills, a lot of these soft skills who then go off and go become doctors or lawyers or all sorts of things. So I think the skill set is, um, is just so broadly applicable, you know, even beyond the hard skills, but those soft skill pieces that can apply to really lots of different career paths because everywhere you go, people want you to be able to communicate. Yeah. People want you to have some kind of leadership skills. Yeah. Um, and if you're early in your career, this is such a great, place to build some experience and build those skills that really can kind of launch you into all sorts of places, even if that's not wilderness at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the skills that we teach our students in the field, um, to your point are things that translate for all of us. So doing that work right along the students not only helps the students grow, but, um, 
just gives every individual an opportunity to learn different things. The soft skills are applicable beyond, um, whether it's communication, man managing conflict, um, or just troubleshooting on the fly. Um, and, and all these things might sound intimidating on, on like the front end, um, but circling back in, just if you're considering a, a job in this field, I think it just takes someone who's really wanting to come in and be curious, want to learn and, and flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's, it's more about the character and the enthusiasm that you show up at the door with than it is necessarily about the bullet pointed skill set that you can identify on a resume. Um, we do so much training. So much of that is kind of formal, typical training, like you might expect or experiential based training. And then so much of that is on the job training, because when you walk into a group for your first, second, third, fourth shift, etc., you're in there with somebody who's been doing this for a while. And so you get to, you get to learn a lot from somebody and watch them and observe and get coaching points and those types of things. So there's really this, um, there's a lot to learn to be fair and not understate that. But I think there's so many ways that we're trying to help equip people to do this well, that if you have a heart for it and you have a passion for it and a willingness to be open, um, there's so much opportunity within it to learn how to be really effective and successful within the work that we're doing with kids. Yeah. And I think the way that, um, we have been able to structure things, you know, when someone comes in the door as a, as a new field staff, they essentially get a roadmap to mastery yeah. with yeah. the, with the growth manual. And, and that includes a lot of things that are maybe hard skill focused, definitely things that are soft skill focused. That's going to involve trainings from the clinical team that might involve some independent study with books and that sort of thing. But a big chunk of it really is just learning on the job. There, there's so much that comes up out there that there isn't a manual for, yeah. and you, you just need to experience it and, and, um, come out the other side of it. Yeah. Well, I think too, the other piece that I love is you have access. Once you walk in the door, you've got access to so many people who have been doing this or different versions of this for so long and who it's in their interest to support you being successful in the work. So you can walk into a group who's got a therapist who's been a wilderness therapist for 20 years. Yeah. Like that kind of insight and ability to gain some mentorship is, is pretty huge. And I think there's, there's so many industries where it's hard to necessarily find those people when you're starting out and have interest to ask questions. Um, and in this world, it's such a, a treatment team and community approach that whether that's a therapist, whether that's an executive director or a field director, like you've got all these people that are really quite invested in how you learn and grow and your ability to, to understand the work and be successful at it. Yeah. I think the community approach is huge. I think about my own development, you know, I wouldn't have come as far as I have without a lot of different folks and a lot of different departments investing and helping bring me along. But, you know, it really took that initial step to get started. Um, I think in terms of any, any individual looking to, to get into this field, you know, it really just starts with a phone call, an email, yeah. um, reach out to our hiring managers, um, phone a friend who maybe has worked in the, in the field. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing I tell everybody, not, not just looking at Wilder's therapy, but in general is interviews are really two ways. Like you're trying to ask questions about the company and the job and the work in this instance at trails and wilderness therapy to understand if you feel like it's a good fit for what you're doing. So I think our hiring team does a good job at helping strike that balance. If we want to make sure the person on the other end of the phone, the resume is the right person for who we are and what we do. Um, and at the same time, 
we want to try to give them as much information as we can to help understand the work for them to be able to identify, hey, this is something I'm interested in and, and feel like I want to step into. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us kind of talk through our thoughts on, you know, outdoor wilderness jobs and and working at trails. And we hope it's been helpful. If you have more interest, pick up the phone or send an email, talk to our hiring team and get your questions answered and see if this is a good fit for you.